Okay. Justin tried to say a little something. Mm. Mm. I, I still don't agree. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> I do not agree with Justin Bieber being on this remix. Well, before we get into that, hello, 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 guys. How you guys doing today? This is Damio. And I am Erica Mona. And this is Cross Culture. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. It kind of is for real, though. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, I feel like for the past, like, a week, two weeks, it's been bright and sunny. You know, like, mm-hmm. it feels good. It feels good. How are you feeling? Blessed. Amen to that. Amen. Blessed and not stressed. Yes. You blessed to be stressed. Ooh. Okay, girl, let's get into it. Dami, how do you like to start? We like to start with the hot topics. We need no other body. Okay, so we played the intro. Well, the intro song was basically Justin Bieber's part on the song. We need other body. No, for real, though. I mean, I mean, he has a nice voice. Okay, he's talented. He's still Justin Bieber. Yeah. It doesn't sound bad, but is it something we needed? It's just I did not want it to be Justin Bieber. I just feel that it should have been an African artist. It should have been an Afrobeats or a Caribbean artist. Somebody that's more in that genre. Because as big as because the song really blew up. You yeah. Know? And then mind you, this is not a new song as well. But as big as the song got, and then, you know, with all hype about Whiskey's concert yes. too in the United States, it's like, okay, if y'all going to gift us with a concert and then with a, with a remix, we need something just hot. It wasn't hot. It was a little bit underwhelming for me. Justin did ask, though. Justin was the one who said, oh, my God, I want to be on the song of the summer. Ah, And okay. Wiz kid like a goofy, let him do it. <laughs> you say like, you're a goofy? Like bro? a goofy, like a goof troop. Ah. Like a, like a, do you should not have let Justin Bieber. I mean, I get it for the, like, oh, it's Justin Bieber. Like, I can hear that. I, mean, I think, you know. Whiskey is known, but I still think he's still really trying to fully cross over to America's like audience and stuff. I mean, you gave Drake his first number one. Dang, that was Drake's first number one. One dance. See, they don't be, they don't be appreciating us. He don't appreciate himself. Whiskey. The problem with Whiskey is he chasing Londonas. When, no, Wizkid was popping. Wizkid is popping. People know who Wizkid is. He yeah. just don't be trying to be in America, collab with American yeah. artists. He be trying to act like he's above it. I mean, he has collab with Chris Brown. He has like a few songs. Oh, with Chris he do Brown. he? Yeah. I don't, you know, he had that one song with Future too. I forgot about that. Yeah, he got a song with Chris Brown. It's a decent song. Chris yeah. Brown be with everybody. Your whole he ass. do be with everybody. He a music he, whore. Yeah. I think for him, he's just like, I just want to make music. You know, that he's gone drugs, to the stage. I guess. But, um, I mean, it's okay. It's just not something we needed. It could have been much better. You know, just me where it's talented. We know that. But, mm. It pained me they cut Thames. It really pained me. Oh, they cut her part? I mean, kind of, yeah. Uh, they cut her verse. Because, you know, she had a separate she verse. She did have she besides wasn't the just chorus. Singing. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And that's my boo. I love Thames. Yeah, not now I feel a bit more. I, feel, I definitely feel more like. <laughs> mm. Not to cut a black queen for this white boy. Yeah. Okay, but so still on the music tip. Monica, she reveals that she's walking, she's working on a country album. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, she's talented. She's a good songwriter. Because you know Kay Michelle, she's also working her um, country album. album. And she mm-hmm. played a little snippet. It was okay. Uh, I'm not too crazy about um, country music, but there are some that be decent. That You yeah. know, the stories, you know, you know they should be telling oh, those stories. Oh, you be listening to the stories? I, I the mean, hey, some of them be like, like, oh, okay. You know, some of it is definitely decent. Um, but I don't know. My question is... With the country fans, with their welcome it, with it top the charts. You I know feel what like I mean? if your song is good, it, it will persevere. 
Okay. Because, like, you know what I mean? I think because, like, what do we think about the old, the Lil Nas X, Old Town Road controversy? Is, like, that the comparison? Because they accepted Nelly when Nelly dropped the country album. Oh, okay. Was that a country album? Yeah, when Country Grammar. Oh, yeah. okay. And he was, like, number one on the country charts for, really? like, mad long. Okay. I like, did not know that. You my head. Oh, yeah. About I remember that song. <laughs> yeah. Nah, that was it. He did with Kid Rock, right? No, with, um, oh, God. Wasn't it Kid Rock? Mm-mm. It was uh, Tim McGraw. Okay. But I feel Tim- like he had a song with Kid Rock. He might have, because he had, like, a whole country album. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, we'll see, we'll see. I hope it's good, too. I hope she has a good team working on it. I don't really hear Monica's voice in country, though. I ain't gonna say that. It's too, like... It's too soulful. It's too soulful R&B ballad vibe. I don't really see it. I mean, I gotta hear She might come out and sound like Shania Twain. (laughs) She might. I mean, K-Michelle doing her thing, too, so... K-Michelle has a country voice to me, though. Does she? Yes, to me. She has, like, a... She's always had a... I mean, ain't she from Tennessee? Exactly. Like, but even her yodeling background, to me, gives it that country... Oh, okay. Those certain... (laughs) Those notes. We shall see. Um, but still on music, um, Lizzo and Cardi B dropped their song, Rumors. Rumor. So, hmm, this is what I think about it. I listen to it. I'm not crazy about it. You know, Lizzo, she has her own specific sound, like how she mm-hmm. does her pop and her rapping and singing together. Mm-hmm. I'm not crazy about the song as as a whole. Even as like her, her, her part too, mm-hmm. you know, but then putting in Cardi B. I feel like Cardi B has really gotten lazy with her pen. Cardi never had a pen. She tried, but she, she never had a pen. Oh, Cardi had a ghostwriter. No. Cardi has fired her ghostwriter. Let's tell the truth. Wait, so that time, that's um, what's it called? What do you, what do you guys mixtape EP that she dropped before? Oh, Gangsta Bitch Volume ah, One and Two. That she was dropping every six months. Oh, you remember Come that on. line? <laughs> I, <tried. laughs> I mean, Cardi. I feel like Cardi's individual like she's she's trying to cross over into genres that are not her and i think that a lot of female rappers do that to themselves um which is why nikki is the greatest because a lot of them struggle to go to other like it it, it don't hit the same when they jump in other genres because mm. when every time i see a pop artist and they say featuring cardi i'm instantly disappointed because i know she's not gonna give us a good feature yeah she don't give good pop features i don't care what nobody say cardi not give good pop features it just it didn't hit it didn't hit and how how what she's what did she say my album is number one i could suck dick I feel like that's- <laughs> she can <laughs> she's speaking facts <laughs> i mean <laughs> It's just lazy. You know, it's all the same thing. I mean, try to remix it a little bit. Come on. I'm from the Bronx. Uh huh. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. No, I don't know. It's just just giving complete laziness. You know who would have been better? Who? Doja Cat. Oh. Doja Cat would have ate that song. Doja Cat would have made that song on replay. Because Doja could jump into pop that way. Yeah. Doja can do that. I totally agree. She has the sound for it, too. She has the versatility. She's one of... That's why I say she's Nikki's only daughter. She's the only one that has that type of versatility. Only daughter. That's her only daughter. All the rest of these bitches is her sons. Because that's true. Because even Nikki, she's on a lot of pop. Yeah. That's true. She's on a lot of genres. Nikki could be on anything. Yeah. And like, and she got top songs with the, you know, the Latin um, top charts. I'm like, okay. I mean, I don't know the song, but I'm like, she dominated that Latin Grammys, honey, with Carol G. Mm hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah, she got that song with Devito that made that. That was like the best of song course, on, on the, the album. album. It was. It was. So Nicki does that. Sorry, um, Cardi. Yeah, Cardi, you need to come better, come harder. Please. She needs to sit down. She can, she can relax. I feel. I feel like she's doing a lot. But I feel like she had a moment that she did relax. I mean, she relaxed because we want shit to do. But I feel like it's just weird that this heavy in her pregnancy, she now trying to do so much. Mm. I mean, it looked like she ain't doing much with the shit she's saying. It don't look like she's putting that much effort. I'm sorry, man. She sure ain't. She's really not putting that much effort at all. Okay, so let's talk about this um, Mendeecees and Yandy situation. So for our listeners, if you don't know who Mendeecees and Yandy, who they are, they're from Love and Hip Hop, um, New York. Um, Yandy was known to, she she held him down. You know how they say, you know, she a ride or die, and she was there to the end. You know, Mendeecees was um, sentenced to prison for like, what, five, eight years? Five, years, yeah, he was in and prison And I think he served like four or five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and she held him down. It was, first, what was this? I think it was regarding like fraud, It was fraud things like that and you know it's a little controversy that was going on because they were on a previous show and they asked him like would he have done the same and he said he doesn't know if he would have held that down mm-hmm. and it's like that's bogus um i feel like he could have lied with that one he sure could have but he don't care yeah so now there's a new thing going on give us a tea with that one so um if you watch love and hip hop you will know that while mendeecees was in jail um yandy looking for a storyline took it upon herself to adopt a foster child um the girl's name is infinity now when she do- adopted infinity infinity was like 15 maybe she was definitely like an older yeah, foster kid like it wasn't like a seven-year-old so now mendeecees is back and on a recent episode um they had a conversation with her about kind of being on her own so i do have a little bit of that audio so let's get into it job to pay your rent and start to live on your own. We're going to pay your rent for the first two months. We're going to help you be independent and make that transition to a young adult. That's what's important. What do you think? Thank you for, you know, even considering that. I just think that for me, you know, living on my own, I think that that's not something I'm ready for. I'm not ready to be isolated. Yeah, but see, listen right here, right? This is the opportunity for you to repair the relationship. This is just time to prove you can be independent. We're going to help you. Y'all might need your space in the beginning just to work on your issues. So, Mendeecees, um, if y'all really didn't catch what was going on, they have now decided to, um, to kick her out. Right, she's turning 18. They've decided to kick her out, and a lot of people online felt like that was horrible because. So sorry, real quick. Was mm-hmm. so when he said this is an opportunity for y'all to repair the relationship, is referring to the girl and Yandy, or the girl and her biological mother? The girl and Yandy. Okay. Um, and he, that comment is kind of like because she's a troubled kid. So there was an episode maybe two seasons ago where she ran away, right? Okay. And you know, Yandy was looking for her, or whatever, whatever. And you know, social media just kind of feels, which I agree that. This may be more of a Mendeecees choice mm-hmm. than a Yandy choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of also, I just feel like if you decide to adopt a kid and you decide to be like their foster family. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with foster kids that I don't like because you can give them back. Like a lot of people don't know that. That's the difference between adoption and fostering. Yeah. With foster kids, if it gets too hectic, you can give them back. Yeah. 
Um, and with her being 18, they were like, oh, we'll set you up for the two two months, but then you gotta, you know, you'll be independent. So what do you feel like? Do you feel like that's fair? I feel like it's definitely more of a man DC's issue. Because mm-hmm. even just hearing his tone, you could tell it's more of something that he wants her to be gone. And, you know, I did watch the other clips, and she did say that, you know, she felt like she's being abandoned. Like, mm-hmm. she's not ready to go. She reminds of when she was younger, and people just want her to, like, go. go you know? Yeah. She said she still wants to be with her family. And she said, truth be told, paying the rent is not an issue because she got hella followers on Instagram. She Don't has, she? Yeah, over 200,000. Yeah, she has, like, some line, I think, maybe skin like she has her own business oh look at her no yeah she does on instagram she does so she has some income coming in because she said that that's not even the issue you know and in two months two months you you didn't even say for five six months two months you know what i mean um i I think it's a little bit unfair i think you know it also boils down to yandy like did she speak to him before she brought this girl into the house you know because it seems like he may be uncomfortable having her in the house he probably just wanted to be him and his immediate he close family he doesn't want this stranger girl because it's Especially not like, it's somebody not that come with Wahala. yeah it's not a cousin it's not a you know distance family whatever mm-hmm. it's literally a, a whole stranger that if he wasn't there through the process to probably build some emotional relationship and feeling towards it i think it is sad you know what i mean it's Yandy could have said the same thing about Lil Mendeecees. Oh, no, but that's his son. You can't compare. That's his blood son. That's his blood son, but he wasn't there. She was in the house with the, He had his own mom. Why he ain't go with his mom? Oh, you can't compare that one. That's his blood I son. I mean, but that's the daughter that she chose, mm-hmm. right? And just because, like, when you adopt a kid, that's your kid. We can't now be putting blood. But you knew being in a relationship with this man, he comes with a child. Whether he lives with you or not. But you now knew, Yandy you knew come with a child. You came back from no, jail after think, seven the years. The child wasn't there in the beginning. I'm just saying that's the difference with the comparison that you're trying to make. Because mm-hmm. it's like, even if Lil Mendes is trying to live with them years after, but coming to a relationship from day one, you knew he had two other kids before those two kids you just had with him. So mm-hmm. there's a chance that the dynamic would change. But, I mean, I'm in favor of the girl still being in the house. Right. You know, but the comparison is that this is a random girl that he was in jail when this happened. So, again, that emotional build is not there. You know, mm-hmm. it's bogus. It's sad. I feel like the child worked through it. I feel like it's only because that's his son. That's not Yandy's son. Yandy, Yandy could have felt the exact same mm-hmm. way. Because especially with all that baby mama drama, the, the mother, she knew what she both of the mothers. Into. Did she? Did she really? Did she just kind of, or did, she, did he just like, oh, fuck, now I got to deal with my and DC she stuff. And she, st- and she kept that boy while he was in jail. Mm-hmm. Which I felt like, you didn't have to do that. He has his own fit mother. I mean, she, she didn't have to. She didn't have she, to. Yeah. And I felt like, it's not like she, like he didn't know the girl was going to live with them. Yeah. He knew that the girl was living. But this them. isn't Yandy's biological child for him to but feel. But that's her kid now. That's not it. her biological child. But that's but her kid now. You can't compare. You can't compare two of the both that's kids. Her the kid. same thing. You can't compare. That's you her just kid. Cannot. I just the, let's say this is a kid she had since the child was seven. Now I'm not doubting the love that she may feel for mm-hmm. this for this child because you're taking somebody that's somebody that's something major. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not doubting that love. But let's say this is a child that she had since she was seven, since young, whatever. It's a different story. You know what I mean? But to say, oh, it's the same thing with little Mendeecees. You knew so, from day one he had a little Mendeecees. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you had to have prepared your mind, your heart to have some type of love, care for this child. Now, this is a stranger, a 15-year-old, 16-year-old, that he wasn't jail for. That's his fault that he wasn't picture mm-hmm. with this whole thing going on. So it's harder for him to be like, ah, uh, to feel like that's no love bogus. and affection. He's kicking out her kid. That's what he's doing. Whether it's his biological child, whether he was there when it happened. It's, it's, it's Yandy her, treating it that way? Because but that's Yandy what I'm saying. Is, Yandy being bogus, too. Because I feel like, why are you not saying that? Because nothing? if Yandy is truly, truly treating in the sense that 
she is my child. I don't think Yandy's treating as my child because sometimes foster parents don't. They literally say I'm the foster parents in the sense that I'm the guardian. The per, the child lives with watching me. you. Not that like I'm really the mom dad because some she don't call Yandy mom. That's Sometimes how she, she that's does. when Yandy first you introduced know? that girl to us. She yeah, she maintained that that was her foster daughter. Like, exactly. you know, she's too old to start calling her mama. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so it's like that. that. So even Yandy isn't really treating the situation like this is my kid. This kid is going to stay with me. I feel like that's really fucked up. And I just think that's kind of like to me, it's like, you know, I get that Mendi- little Mendices is his own son. But I'm like, it's it's almost that same because it just was a lot. You know what I mean? It, it, it's not the fact that it was a it was the fact that he was a child. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it was just the love she had for Mendices. It's also like this is a child. And obviously his home life is not stable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because for me, it's like, why the boy couldn't stay with his mama? Mm-hmm. Mendices wasn't even there. The boy with the man was in jail. Why he staying with me? Yep, and then this is the older girl, and this is you know what I'm saying. But the it's like, age also plays a role. It's like that's that's bogus, but it's kind of like mm, I, I just think that like for him to come back and try and lay down the law on a kid that she brought in is like for you to have a kid that wasn't Yandy's and she accepted, you can't even try for a second to have yeah. like a little bit of empathy. Yeah, I, I don't see the I don't see that's the same, but I think he's he's bogus. And I, it makes me wonder, did she talk to Mendices about it at all? I feel like he probably didn't. I feel like it shows he didn't agree to even have her adopted. No, or I'm sure to she told him. I'm I, sure she mentioned it, but mm-hmm. I don't think he had a real like yeah. opinion because he was in prison. Exactly. Like, and he was in yeah, jail. Exactly. I don't know. I think it's it's a sad situation. The young that you still let the young girl because you can see the relationship she has with Yandy's kids. Like they really love her. Yeah, you know what like I mean? that's their sibling at this point. That's why I'm like, you know, and I know that you know, even in my own personal family, my mom has taken people in, mm-hmm. and we've now become like brother and sister. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't like. He was like 10. Yeah. He was like 16, 17. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And not everyone could do it. I'm sure not everyone could do it, but I'm like, I just think that like for you to take her out of whatever situation she was in, expose yeah. her to this life and then kick her out on national television like that. I don't think it should have been on TV. It's That's like, what I didn't like about it. It's like y'all bogus. It didn't have to be a storyline. Y'all bogus. Yeah. It, it, it didn't have to be. It really didn't have to be a storyline. It, yeah, it really didn't have to be a storyline. And Yandy is not really speaking up enough for the girl. She on don't my speak end, up when you know, it comes to She's not speaking up enough is like shoot i don't know it's sad but i'm sure the girl will be able to make it you know she has her own coins and you know sometimes you know she just wants family i think that's what it is she really just wants family and it's quite unfortunate best of luck to infinity i what's her name yeah infinity Mm -hmm. all right so speaking of family shit let's talk about this family so um instagram guru fitness guru Brittany jenner Brittany Jenner. I mean, I'm sorry, Brittany Renner. What's her Instagram? Is what Brittany Bundle or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, PJ Washington, who is a 22 year old basketball player, I believe he plays for the uh, Wizards. Um, but don't you know? I don't know that for sure. They had a child together. They were married. They had a child. Now, Brittany Renner's 29, and PJ Washington is 22. Now, the controversy is not their age or the fact that they were married and had a child together. The controversy is that she has now filed for divorce immediately after having this child the baby is probably maybe a month old Mm -hmm. um and it is being rumored because i don't think it's fully confirmed but it is being rumored that he's to pay her two hundred thousand dollars a month month. yeah um and people are saying she basically trapped him i feel like they're saying she's looking with somebody else now or something she might be with another athlete or so 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 let's break this down let's let's break this down so we know her to be a social media babe okay this is not her first athlete she's dated i know her to be a hoe 
Oh, okay. that's what I personally know her to okay, be. Okay, what's her background? She's an Instagram hoe. Okay. She um she's done many things. First, she was like a photographer. Then she was like a soccer player. Then she was like a fitness guru, mm-hmm. right? And all of this was on, you know, basically all it was was find different ways to be aesthetically pleasing on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, she even came out with a book a couple of years back mm. um, talking about all the celebrity men that she has been with. She got to be super head. Mm-hmm. She mm. did that. And even in the book, one of the more like notable stories was that she revealed she messed with Colin Kaepernick and he flew her out but didn't fly her back. Mm. Right, so that was one of the the big headlines of that story. So to me, this is her nature. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not surprised that this was how. And it that's went. what people are saying. They're like, what? As like, you know, people are like low-key blaming him. Like, what do you expect from someone with mm-hmm. this type of history? And then I'm just like, she's 29. Yep. So you married a 21, 22 year old guy? Yeah. See, and we know how 21, 22 year old guys are. Mm-hmm. Despite how much money they have, being an NBA, whatever. He is still a 21, 22-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. And then, so obviously, the pregnancy was intentional. The little, because it was a little small wedding. It wasn't even mm. no whatever. And then to file for the divorce immediately, it's cold. It's really cold. It is. It's bogus. It's cold. You know, because you, you didn't have to get married. You didn't have to do all that wahala. Because it, it, it seemed like he, It seemed like he really, he, he really likes her. Like, he cares for her a lot. He yeah, didn't have to do that at all. Hello. Mm-hmm. Huh. I feel bad. I feel bad for him, but... He shouldn't. I don't feel bad for anybody involved because this is why men should start looking for women of substance and stop looking yeah. at the first fine ass Instagram model that they like just because they have money. Yeah. How long did you know her? It, I'm telling you, it was not long. So, this whole relationship to marriage to pregnancy, G, the longest part was probably the, the nine month pregnancy. Pregnancy. So, bye, Shorty. I'm sorry. You didn't. I don't feel sorry for men that set themselves up for foolishness. Sorry. <sighs> Yeah. That's 200K a month. Hopefully your deal extends. Yeah, I, I don't think it's... But, you know, it's just like he's so young that you already got yourself in this baby mama drama issue at the age of 22. Because mm. you just he just started his career. It's not like he's been playing for a hot... For a good, like, eight years. Like, he, you know, like... That, no, that's what he deserves. You too, you... As, exactly. As soon as you got a contract, the first thing you do is went to Instagram, Instagram to go and find and that's wife. that's what they be doing, G. Ludo. So... They, yep. They're like, I'm Shit. rich now. I could, I could you I'm know, next thing. Bitch on Instagram, babe. That's what you wanted, baby. You wanted Britney Renner. And that's what you get. You got Britney. The whole marriage. Ah, uh-uh. mm-hmm. I guess he saw she was loyal. Ah, loyal indeed. Hopefully she a good mom. At least let her be that. Uh, hopefully, hopefully. And not play the child and use the child as a tool or so. Okay. Let's talk about Britney Spears. You know, she's been going through all this issue. It's this legal issues with her and her dad. What's the update with that? Britney is free, y'all. Brittany is free, kind of. Okay. So her dad, Jamie Spears, who has been the... um the uh, over her conservatorship mm-hmm. or the conservator in her conservatorship has officially decided to step down mm. um and now we do not know an official timeline on the transition of power or who it will go to next however he has agreed to finally step down which is what britney has been fighting for this entire time so free britney oh my what's going on <laughs> Free Britney. Yeah, she deserves it. She she still look crazy as hell on Instagram. I ain't gonna lie, shit. She might need a conservator. 
<laughs> she gonna need a conservatory. I mean, hey, let her have her moment. Let her be free on the ground. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Let her post what she wanna post. Yes. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that's the case with her. And I do hope it's somebody that she truly trusts and she feels that will manage her money correctly. All jokes aside, you know what I mean? I think I, she just hire somebody. I Is think, that possible to hire? I, hope, I think, you know, she can. But honestly, I hope that she is able to kind of have a little bit more autonomy. Even, you know, the whole thing of her having to be on birth control, yeah, all of that. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So I do hope she's that. she's still young. Well, not no more like that shit. Her and all her peers turning 40. She turned 40. She's still in her 30s. She probably turning 40. If Beyonce turning 40 this year, then she's probably turning 40, mm. like, either next year. I mean, okay. Okay. You okay. know what I'm saying? That's all they peers. All right. Next on the list. All right. Let's get into some global news. So, um... For our Nigeria, their um, Shell has agreed to pay the Nigerian community $111 million for oil spills. Oil giant Royal Dutch Shell, um, which is a gas station in Nigeria, basically, is a gas franchise of Shell, has agreed to pay Nigeria's Ejama Ebubu community more than $111 million for oil spills over 50-plus years ago and the sub- subsequent environmental changes. Mm. The settlement resolves decades-old lawsuits over crude oil spills during Nigeria's 1967-1970 to Civil War, mm. which damaged oil pipelines and infrastructure. Um, if anybody's ever been to Nigeria, part of... A big difference that I every time I go is like you notice the gas and the smog and all of those environmental changes. Like the pollution is horrible. The pollution is horrible. Um, now you know quiet is kept. A lot of people do think that shit is are the are, are the people gonna see this money or the government gonna see this money? That was my question. You know, um, that's definitely my question. What is the government going to do with this money? Are they gonna use it to create a build a better infrastructure, a better community resources, you know, better roads? Because the roads in Nigeria now horrible. is is disgusting. Horrible. You know what I mean? Schools, healthcare, simple healthcare, hospitals. It's ridiculous. It's it's it's, it's the resources are little to none, yeah. you know. So I'm hoping it doesn't just go into some politicians' pockets where they split it and they, they use it to, you know, buy houses and abroad in America to, to fly their girlfriends and stuff. <laughs> like look, that's all they do with True. it. So I'm really hoping, I don't know, I, Nigeria. I don't know. So I'm hoping this really... This is semi-off topic, but once you said that, it reminded me of something that triggered me. I went to a restaurant one day to pick up some food, and this girl, she was in front of me picking up her food, but she kept calling her man, like, yelling at him, like, where you at? You need to come in here. You're supposed to pay for this food. Like, just yelling at him. Mm. Lo and behold, it was one Nigerian bubu idiot. I was just looking so annoyed. Because you know no Nigerian man is going to let you, a Nigerian woman, yell Talk at him like that, like that yeah. over buying some damn food, some yeah. pasta. Not, yeah. I just, it just pissed me off. I was like, yeah, Nigerian men be darling themselves. Y'all go back to our episode of dating African man versus African American man. Cross-culture dating. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to flashback to that when you said flying their girlfriends out. I was like, this dumb motherfucker. Idiots. Let me go help our country. Um, God, girl, Lord knows how much oil spill, gas spill, Everything. corruption, explosion, explosion things that are stolen from us, things that, well, really, they owe, they owe us billions and zillions and trillions okay. of dollars, okay? Our people that they've taken from us, please. And we will, I hope to see an uh, impact from that. That's a lot of money. That's dollars, too. We're talking dollars. Yeah. We're not so talking to Naira. So, to Naira. Yeah. yeah. So we, we should definitely see what that look like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all know our next segment. Let's get into the Olodo. 
of the week, baby. Analogo, somebody who is a dumbass, stupid, makes poor decisions, comparable to a donkey. Goofass. Goofass. All right, so I want to want to know Lodo again, because we've had him as a Lodo before. But it is probably for some similar stuff too. Of course, it's future. Who else? Who Fu- else? Future. So basically, um, his baby mama Brittany, um, she released some text, um, between future and his son. It's the Brittany episode. <laughs> <laughs> and um, his son texted, you know, his dad future, and I think I think it was issue about buying clothes or go- and going back to school, things like that. Because she said shit. future hasn't seen his son in three months. Okay. Mm. So basically, the boy texted dad, dad, and I asked him for something, and he said, "Tell your mom." And you know, he said, "Tell my mom what to buy you some clothes." That's what it was about. Basically, he said that he texted his son saying, "Your mother is a hoe." Can you imagine? How in the world will you text an eight-year-old, an eight-year-old child, saying, "Your mother is a hoe"? Child, and I, they was going back and forth on the internet. It just is crazy. What type of knowledge? What type of information what type of feelings what type of seed what type of example are you even being what are you trying to implant into your child tell it about his own mother what that i guess that's parenting of the year huh future is a and then this is what i mean when i'm like why didn't ti step into the shade room comments for this okay where, where was little duval Where's Boosie? Boosie, you got 10 kids. You don't buy your kids clothes? Why didn't you get on the internet, Boosie, and say, that's some hoe-ass shit? Yep. Why y'all don't Why y'all don't get on the internet and say, man, this how we destroying the black community, y'all. Mm-hmm. You calling y'all wives and baby mama's hoes over buying your kids clothes? Like, why don't we hear men talk to men about this type of behavior? No, but when some woman stuff, they want to jump, jump into it. When a 19-year-old make a music video that's popping, they want to say it's a gay agenda. Exactly. It's affecting our community. Isn't this what's affecting our community? This is. This man alone that has eight kids. One man has eight kids that are all close in age. Multiple different women. You know he got another one on the way, right? Oh, really? It's quiet. That's why Des Dior broke up with him. <gasps> they broke up? Mm-hmm. She broke up with him. I don't know. What, what did she even find there to be dating future? Money. Idiots. But, you know, she posted and she said this about, you know, he's just... Just basically asking for money for clothes. Kids are going back to school. You know what I mean? You haven't seen him in three months. You know, like... I find it crazy. And that's what I'm saying. Men didn't say shit. Because ain't this what y'all always be complaining? Oh, I don't need to talk to my baby mama. Just me and my son. Your son directly texted you. And then he gonna tweet saying, y'all pray for her. No, you need deliverance. He needs serious deliverance prayers. It's like there's some demon that's living inside. That's the type of shit that y'all need to cancel. It it really is just kind of like, this is a repeated, toxic, destructive behavior. You need to be on the yalla, boy. I want to see her talk to some of these rapper men. Yep, and see how they're going to react. He he needs to be on the yalla. It's hurtful to see. Like his ass beat. I can't imagine what the the kid, like him reading and like... I God, mom said that. Mom, dad said you a hoe. I hope Russell Wilson boss up and whoop his ass one day. That's because that's the only baby mama of his. I know they got a husband, but I just I want one of his baby mama's yeah. men to just whoop his ass. Like future, you dog, you dirty, disgusting. Ugh. So they need to take all his money and let's let's see what he has. They need to castrate that money. him. Mm. He needs to be sterilized. Yep. At yep. this point, male oh. birth control. 
Exactly. Y'all, doctors, come on, hurry up now. Work on that. We need that. We okay. need that ASAP. So um, let's transition to more positive news. Let's talk about our care for the culture. Um, our care for the culture this week are two young ladies, actually. They're high school students. One's name is Imani Stanton, and the other is Jayla Jackson. Um, and they are our care for the culture this week because they have actually broken a record and made history as the first black duo team to win Harvard's international debate competition. Uh, now, y'all know I'm a speech nerd. I've done public speaking, debate, all that type of stuff. So they spoke to me in a different way. And it's just amazing to see the thing that black women kind of get criticized for most is like having an opinion, clapping back, saying this. And these young girls um, did that in an eloquent way. And they be on them little ass white kids and Indian kids from all over the world. These girls are literally one is from Atlanta and one is from Jersey. Like they're real life, like just regular black girls. Right. And even as an African, I'm saying that they're not African girls, too. They're real. They're just like African-American girls. Because I know um, there is a conversation about like. Africans being like the model black mm-hmm. um so I think it's nice to kind of see that like it doesn't just have to be a, a ethnic black person that gets these type of things like black people in general across the diaspora are, are intelligent, are intelligent. well spoken clever yep so yes you better yes queen yes same to that <laughs> all right y'all so you know it's been a minute since we had a little topic Okay, so we got a topic today, and this is basically me low-key interviewing Dami. You know, Dami is our teacher, and, you know, so much is going on. Um, So now kids are going back to school, Mm -hmm. and they're going back to school in person, in classes. There's no more... Um, I think some schools are still doing the no more schools are doing virtual like mm-hmm. across the board the nation yeah, most, uh, mostly all schools are going are back, going back. Mm-hmm. wow wow okay so that's major news that's mm-hmm. major so I want us to kind of talk about how about COVID from the beginning to COVID to now how COVID has impacted teaching education you know you as a teacher the students the if uh, the effects that you see on parents as well um so let's start with what's your experience with COVID and teaching? Teaching. Um. Well, for me, it was really transformative. So for me, I actually at the beginning of the pandemic, let's even start with last year, right? Because we started the school year and did a full school year in the mm-hmm. pandemic versus when we left in the middle of last year. Yeah. So I started off as a teacher's assistant, actually. Um, you know, life, whatever, whatever. So I started off as a teacher's assistant at my school. Um, and it was easy then. It was just basically just logging in, just being whatever, just being there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when we started this new school year, um, you know, they saw my potential. They knew I was that bitch. Mm-hmm. And they promoted me to the lead teacher. So it became like my actual classroom or whatever. Um and I freaked out at first because it just was, it's just different. You know what I mean? Like, it's What's a different, different level. How do you teach online? What, what, how did you have to change your curriculum or your style of teaching? Um, I mean, everything, YouTube helped a lot. Mm. YouTube saved my life a lot. Um, shout out, yeah, shout out to YouTube. I think every single teacher can. So you playing kids? You playing YouTube for kids or what you? Saying? Hell yeah, because it's like we're not like watching YouTube videos okay. of just like random shit. It's like okay. um, there's a lot of lessons. So even my actual curriculum, like the curriculum we use, there was a YouTube channel dedicated to it. So like there's like I guess their model teacher was doing most of the lessons, mm-hmm. which was helpful. So I kind of got to show them. 
like all of the like the read aloud stuff and I teach second grade by the way so that that it's even different being a primary teacher um so I, I got to do a lot of the read aloud stuff through there um I would say the hardest thing mm-hmm. was the parents involvement Really, on both sides. So, because I was, I was thinking before we even get to the parents aspect, but I was thinking, how do you even keep kids' attention? Because their attention span is not so high. So, but with kids online at home having to be on a computer, are you able to keep them engaged? Was that hard or easy? Honestly, if their families weren't at home, it wasn't hard. So it's like when the kids who are like they may be put in a room, mm-hmm. you keep those kids' attention for the most part because it's like. I'm still teaching them. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm like me as a teacher, I'm an engaging teacher. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I keep an eye on them. You try to do little stuff, you give them breaks. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You have to you have to keep it on the on the pattern. And a lot of teaching, what people don't know, is very performative. Yeah. Like a lot yeah. of teaching is like, here's a script and perform. Yeah. Like yeah. that is especially for second graders too. Especially in those early grades. You're doing a lot of that. Coco Lemon, I mean Coco Melon, I mean what's the, what's the name of it? Uh-huh. All of all of that type of stuff. Um, it just yeah, keeping their attention really wasn't hard. Once they okay. like engage with you, once they connect to you, they're connected. They're like okay. you know, kids are simple. So in second grade, do you teach them how to write in second grade? Because I was wondering, how do you teach kids to read and write online? Oh, that's a disability, honey. We coming back into the school year knowing that we have to reteach that uh-huh. um because okay. um you give you know you tell them the right and shit but like there's no proof of like you you know what i'm saying you may tell them send you a picture but their parents are doing their homework yeah. so um and then when i had kids in summer school because i taught summer school this year and it was in person the, a lot of them couldn't write their uh, their penmanship was horrible okay and it takes them forever to okay. write like there because they're still almost learning okay um so just to kind of give people that how much these children have missed my incoming second graders were in kindergarten when the pandemic started oh my god they were babies a lot of them only did like four months of kindergarten and then they went into online um and then even if you even add cps kids Mm -hmm. cps had a strike until october the strike was a long strike they didn't even start school till october then you know October is the is the beginning of seasonal. Mm. So November's Thanksgiving break, December is Christmas, Christmas break. break. Before I know it, the school year over. February got hella holidays. March we went on the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I'm about to get second graders because we can fail kids. So I'm about to get students who literally have probably had four months of in school like learning. Oh my god. Um. So a lot of it's gonna be reteaching them and just like even just like from the very basics. Like it, it's gonna be a lot of accelerated learning mm. accelerated learning okay so let's go let's talk let's talk about the parents i hate them ah! i true i really come on now it's the worst part of teaching to me really i can't stand parents because here's the thing parents are too attached to their kids which is like obviously mm-hmm. it's your child mm-hmm. um but i think it's something that being a teacher has taught me when i become a parent it's important to let your kid grow and give your kid space. Give them that independence. And give them that independence. Because a lot of parents want to baby their kids so damn much. Mm. And it's to the point where they fighting you over like, I'm trying to help your child. You know, I, I had so many parents bitch at me about just little stuff. Like sometimes they were like, I just feel like you're, you look irritated on the screen. Like I had parents that was like, I, your face is just, it's just too mean. And I told what? her, I straight up told her like, 
can you show me some grace? Because you you may see me looking mean, but I'm looking at a Zoom. I'm looking at the lesson. I'm getting emails. Y'all call me 25 times a day to tell me mm-hmm. some dumb shit about your kids. I'm looking at phones. And then I didn't have a teacher's assistant. Mm. I was supposed to, but... Different story. A lot of teachers quit during the pandemic. Really? A lot of teachers quit. Okay. Okay. Um, especially older teachers. Yeah. Because it just was too much for it them. It was too much. Especially with the whole technology thing, too. It was too much. Yeah. A yeah. lot of, like... Teachers who was maybe 55 and up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just have so much going on at the same time. It was a really big juggling act. I would say, you know, hearing from other people, because I have some clients that are parents, I think this also made them, well, maybe you didn't have so much of a positive experience, but I think it made them also appreciate and see the work teachers put in, Mm -hmm. you know, because they see that it's not easy to sit down with a kid because, you know, parents are used to just doing the homework after school and Mm -hmm. that's for an hour or two and that's it, you know. But to be the eight hours, you know, I know teachers and parents also work from home too, Mm -hmm. you know, so they're also for sure like, I'm working from home then I have to help you concentrate and do your work and make sure you know what's going on and it's just like, it's driving me crazy. I can't do it. A lot of people don't know their children Mm. and I think this it forced a lot of people to kind of get to know their kids um, because we had a lot of students that just are horrible in school you know like they come so they to got to see that and they got to see they got to see their children's work habits work ethic yeah um even i would say this though it was also annoying to have parents just kind of hovering mm-hmm. a lot because not that i'm an asshole to kids but there's certain like ways that you are going to talk to your you're going to get in the student's ass every so often yeah, yeah because you know what students know is that you're not their parent Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a new age type of thing because when I was growing up, you respect your teacher as your parent because I was taught that while I'm not here, this is your this is your guardian. Mm-hmm. This who watch you when I'm like mm-hmm. this is your parent for these eight hours. Of I the mean, day. hell, right now, students students be cursing teachers out. And, you know, that's why I moved to second grade. Because <laughs> when I was teaching middle school and high school, I was going to catch a case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Okay, okay. So, so. The downside of the whole COVID learning was definitely the parents. They played a major role with it, making it super difficult, more than it should have been. It was just a lot. I think people um, have a a poor, especially in the younger grades, they have a poor understanding of what it means for their kid to go to school. Mm -hmm. Um, I think because so many of them are so used to daycare. I was going to say, they still see it as daycare. They still see it in that way. They kind of see it as that, like... Oh, you, you know, I'm supposed to rainbow read your cat, your kid. Like, they don't understand that, like, no, I'm a facilitator. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to kind of, like, want to tell parents. I never said this. But I wanted them to understand that. I Think of me as a module. Mm-hmm. I am not here to ensure your child is doing the work. Do this, do this. Very technically, my only job is to give your child this information. Mm-hmm. I'm a module. Mm-hmm. It is your job as a parent. To now it. to reinforce it, yeah. to take what I've been, what y'all have been given, and to practice it and to reinforce it, so that I can come to school and learn more. But a lot nice. of parents, they want you to co-parent with them. Yeah, they, and they, co-parent the way they parent, and co-parent the way they parent, right? Mm-hmm. And even something as simple as like, hey, your your kid doesn't show up. Your kid is doing this. Your kid is doing that. I have some second grade dropouts, baby. Like I have kids that really? just really that just it just ain't show they up. Just didn't show they up. They're at they, home, but they didn't put that laptop on. They going to third grade though. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's gonna, it's definitely gonna be a generation of like slower, slower kids. kids. Yeah. Out, yeah. 
So mm-hmm. homeworks. Did you give homeworks? Mm-mm. I'm not even a homework teacher in general. Okay. Like I'm forced to give homework um, in the school year because you know it's like whatever practice. But uh, I, I I don't like homework in general because kids don't do it. Their parents or their parents do it. Um, it was really hard doing any sort of real grading or real work mm-hmm. during COVID teaching because parents are liars and cheaters. Mm. Adults are li- like I like. <laughs> It would be so many times where maybe I'm trying to get a kid to, like, read a passage just to do, like, a check on, like, your mm-hmm. reading skills. And you hear mom in the background, like, that. <laughs> or, you know. Like, I can't hear you. Like, I like, can't hear you, right? You know, I've gotten into so many arguments with parents trying to lie in my face. Like, like the student wrote this. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, baby, your, your child can't even tell me to, they want to go to the bathroom in the Zoom chat. They did not write this paragraph. Yeah. They did not. Yeah. You know, like it just it does not add up. Relate. The math isn't mathing. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it's just definitely a lot of that. Okay. So now as we said, schools are um, opening back up. So California is now the first state to require all teachers and school employees to be vaccinated or submit to regular COVID testing. What do you think about that? What's your own what what do you think about that? I knew it was coming as soon as the vaccine was announced. I don't know why people are trying to act all fight for their rights and surprised. I mm-hmm. knew that was happening and um chicago just actually made the same step um do you think this should be reinforced do you think it's something that should happen i i well i'm already vaccinated Mm -hmm. um and i am speaking of a place of you know i wasn't afraid to take the vaccine to begin with yeah um but i i see why you know it's just kind of like Look, I think that the teachers are not getting enough, like, respect in this whole COVID thing. Like, Mm. even when we talk about education and COVID, a lot of it is the parents are at home with their kids. With their kids, the babies. And nobody cares about what we've experienced through this. You know, so many teachers are parents. Yeah. Like, teachers are parents. Yeah. Like, we're not just only there for your kids. I, I have coworkers um when they just like randomly were like oh we're gonna go hybrid at towards the end of the school year what does hybrid mean um hybrid means that like we had a couple of days in school and a couple of days online okay um they just like randomly threw that at us like mm-hmm. hey starting monday everybody we're gonna go back to school on mondays and tuesdays and you have to unless you have some like religious or some random bullshit and i had a co-worker who has like a three-year-old a two-year-old a five-year-old and oh, it's like God. what you want me to do send them kids to daycare in the middle of a pandemic that is not open Oh, I'm not going to put my child at risk for? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I just think that, like, a lot of, you know, I have so many coworkers whose kids was online as they're teaching. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, now we competing with voice levels. I got my voice, you got your, like, and there's just mm-hmm. no respect and just no nothing. Like, we're risking our lives. The same way nurses and shit is risking their lives, we risking our lives. I mean, because kids get COVID. Worse. Oh, yeah. Kids, kids are the real carriers of the shit because they're not, for real, they don't show symptoms. Yeah, they don't show the same symptoms. They, they sure don't. don't. Sh- they don't show. And kids be dirty. Barely any symptoms. I catch a cold every year, at least twice a year, just being a teacher. Of course, because of course. kids are dirty. Like ask any parent. Well, you're a parent. Like when you know when fam- when he catches that mm-hmm. cold, you gonna get a cold because yeah. just being around kids. Um, so I can't. Like I'm just kind of like, look, if kids are not getting vaccinated, somebody gonna have to. Someone has. To. Somebody has to. Yeah, yeah. So, that makes sense. I I totally agree with that. So now, with everything you just said, um, do you think education in the school system is going to be the same? 
you know, going back into school, do you think, okay, we're going to, you know, jump back on it and things are going to be back, be the same or it's going to take a while to build up? I think there's some things we should keep. A lot of schools are jumping back in like nothing ever mm-hmm. happened, which is wild to me. Like, even my school, mm-hmm. um, it's 30 kids in a class, mm-hmm. which is like, what the fuck? We just got through a... That's a lot. That's a, that's a lot without a lot. without the pandemic. Yeah. With a pandemic, that's uh, wild yeah. to have 30 kids yeah. in a class. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's just it's just like this. We got to act like the kids were not at home for two years. We got to make up for lost time. We got to mm-hmm. do this. And I just feel like, truth be told, there are some aspects of remote learning that we should keep. I do. And which, what is that? I do like that we kind of forced children at an early age to get techno- technologically savvy. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people were worried about kindergartners and shit. And I'm like, baby, kids are so adaptable. Mm-hmm. If you teach them something ten times... They'll gonna, get it. They're going to get it. They're going to get it. Gonna they gonna rely it. on that crutch of parents feeling like they can't do it. Yeah. But a lot of kids, if you just take the time and say, hey, this is what you're going to do. Yeah. They'll they'll do it. Yeah. Um, And I think that's good because it's their world. Yeah. Technology is their world. Yeah. I always tell people, if your child can TikTok, they can type. Okay. They can, you know, okay. they can do all the other stuff that we do with computers and phones and technology. I do think that... Um, I think a five-day school week, not even necessary, mm. you know, because what is become reinforced through this whole education is how much people rely on school as childcare. Yes, because I was definitely going to ask you, what is it that COVID learning at home, going back to, you know, doing everything online, what is it has it brought to the highlight about America's education and school system? Like, mm, this is something that is missing or this is something we need to work on that it showed, that it brought a light to. Parents ain't shit. Mm. <laughs> um, and, it, and it's like I hate to harp on that, but I think that a lot of people don't realize like their parenting style. Yeah. Um, you know, especially I work in the hood, so I work in Inglewood. You okay. know what I'm saying? Like, so most of my my kids' parents, mm-hmm. they hood. You know yeah. what I mean? Like a lot of them are younger than me. My yeah. I teach second grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had a kid. Uh, one of my students last year was one of my high school. Like me and him, we was in high school together. One of your one of my students' parents parents was oh, a wow. classmate of mine in high school. Okay, um, but he was my stepdad. Whatever, that's a different story. Um, so imagine that. So a lot of these parents had them at like eighteen. Yeah, right. And there's just a lot of you're allowed to do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing into people's homes. Ah, you know what I'm saying? Like you okay. get to really see these. Okay. It was a, it was like that was another thing. It really kind of broke a fourth wall of professionalism. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you try to keep your life your life. You yeah, know, but my yeah. students knew everything because we were just there. Like they knew when I moved and this that and yeah, the other. They see like, the background. They oh, see, you, you got know, a new table. Yeah, like you, you know, y'all know what's in my house. Y'all know that I got this man. Like they just know stuff, and it's the same as I know them now. Like now yeah. I know that like. Damn, you live with all them people in that house? Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, now I see how how some parents, the, th- the habits they have in front of their children. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, some people, I'm like, baby, it's 11. You still in your pajamas? Just even as a parent. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, even just for the fact that you know your child is going to school. Yeah. You know. Um, do some kids show up in the pajamas? Do some kids show up. That's their uniform. See, I wouldn't do that. I because I feel like you want to, even though we're at home, but we still want to create that atmosphere, like you're in school, that Maybe. mindset that you're in school. Get I would at least there. have them shower, and even if they're not dressed like they're going to school, but you're wearing something else and not your PJs. Kids in bed, blanket, like no, like kids are like you, you. you okay, so you seen on Potom- the Real Housewives of Potomac mm-hmm. how Robin literally set her alarm to wake them kids up three minutes before class. <gasps> that's uh, that's exactly what it is. Okay, like you could tell parents were not awake. They went said. Hey, you got class. And then went back to sleep. Mm. And then the kid went to sleep too. 
because they're because they're eight. Yeah. And you didn't get them ready. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, it is tough. So you know, me and you, you were talking about you did. Um, you have to go through professional development. Yeah, I'm doing that. Now. Okay, uh-huh. so I want you to share some things that you've learned or like that they taught you with that, especially as a black teacher, two black parents, and just the black education system. Yeah. So my school is an African centered school, which means that our um. Our practices in our school is catered towards African-American children specifically. Um, so in this round of professional development, and all teachers do this. Mm-hmm. It's just like a natural like thing that we just do. Um, we had some people come in that were like, you know, specific in the teaching of black kids. Yeah. And a stat that came out that was really shocking was that um, on average – Black children before school age are exposed to, I believe it was like 60,000 words, Mm -hmm. right? White kids are exposed to 215,000. That is a major difference. Because at first when you said 60,000, I'm like, okay, but 200, like, what? And um, we just, I really liked like that professional development that I had because it really taught a, a lot of just the little practices that we have that really could just change kids. You know, like, um, I th- I wish people would stop talking to their kids in some random kid code. I don't know. The fuck. Like people be talking to kids like, yeah, you want to, you want a booger, booger? You want to stick a thing? Like stop talking to your child like that. Cause those uh-huh. aren't real words. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're not exposing your child to I was anything. Just, I was just going to ask you like, what are ways to expose your child to words where they could also ex- be exposed to over 250,000 words? What is it that one needs to do? Include your child in your life. Mm. Um, that's another thing in black communities. People don't like their kids. Mm. A lot of people have kids, mm-hmm. but they, they're frustrated with the reality because mm-hmm. being a parent is hard. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking all this shit about parents, but I don't want you all to think that I don't think parenting is hard. Mm-hmm. Hence why I am not a parent <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it is a, it's a real job. Yeah. Um, and the difference in our communities and other communities is that we emphasize because we want to do the same shit that we do. A lot of people have kids and don't change. Yeah. They just have a kid now, but they still smoke. They still drink. They still, still shoot the shit. Going out, coming home at 3 a.m. Exactly. And by doing that, obviously you're going to put your kid somewhere, you know, and a lot of the time it's either they doing it in front of the kid or they put their kid somewhere to the point to ignore it. Mm -hmm. Um, And all that hurts your child because what's happening is your child is not being exposed to vocabulary. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're not being challenged to level up. Mm -hmm. You know, even when people have their kids watch. Mm -hmm. I tell people, them baby shows, after one, two, Mm -hmm. stop that shit. Mm -hmm. Stop that that do, 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 have them watch real sitcoms or stuff exactly like real kid shows so that they can hear the language they shows. can see the stuff because they need to hear these words and and practice it because then what happens is when they get to first grade and they're reading a book and then the book says something like oh we went to the garden um we went to the garden and i met a butcher or whatever the fuck and if a kid doesn't know what a butcher is they might have heard it because yeah. now they've watched some little show that has the word butcher. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hmm, I've heard that name. It just activates. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Another thing you mentioned, you said as black people, we learn with rhythm, with movement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So naturally, as black people, which is something that if you think about it, you just know. Like, you know how people always tell their kids, you know that words are that damn song, but you don't know your ABCs like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it's a science behind that. Yeah. As black people, we naturally learn more when things are animated towards us, when yeah. they're performed. Yeah. Um, you know, like 
it just it just adds a rhythm to it, mm-hmm. right? Um, so so don't just feel like I think that people people just try to force feed their kids thing. They think that drilling things is just gonna be like you gonna know this math. Yeah, What's this? Uh-huh. I said this is that and the mm-hmm. other. Um, you know, and another thing that that especially as a primary teacher mm-hmm. is so irritating for us is parents. Parents do not be knowing what they talk about, mm-hmm. right? One of the 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 things we run into most is when kids are learning how to read. Mm-hmm. We teach kids how to read by first learning letter sounds. Okay. So, for example, um, you know, when you teach them A B, I'm teaching them I. Right. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of times when people are trying to teach their kids, B is buh, mm. but it's not buh. It's buh. Right. 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 And that fucks kids up mm. because just that little uh you added mm-hmm. messes up their reading. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I wish a lot of parents would stop trying to like teach kids, like stop trying to homeschool kids if you ain't a teacher. Yeah. So just support the teacher. Yeah. Like yeah. literally just support what yeah. I'm already doing so yeah. that we can all be in alignment. Yeah. Like don't, you know, I have a lot of kids when I'm trying to teach math. I have a lot of parents who are trying to like make their kids like child prodigies or whatever. And they're teaching them like multiplication, which like, is cute. It's cute, but slow your roll, honey. It's cute, cause the, but they don't understand addition. Right. And multiplication is like it's, after it's, addition and subtraction. Exactly. So like something I ran into a lot this summer when I was grading my kids' drills, all of them consistently... Um, when it was one plus a number, they would put one. But okay. if it was like five plus one, they would put like the number six. Huh. And that's because, and I could tell that somebody is teaching them a multiplication rule. That uh. one times any number is the number. The number. The number. So they would put the number. Even with zero, they did that too. So whenever they see zero plus something, they put zero. No way. I, 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 I think I still have some papers. Yeah, they all put zero. In my mind, I'm like... Ray Ray Mama and them trying to teach them multiplication, trying to make them stand out, but, you know. Or another thing is I hate when people cheat for their kids because mm-hmm. I'm like, you ain't doing shit but cheating your your son or daughter. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a lot of learning platforms. People do their kids' homework. I had a girl that was quote-unquote on fifth grade reading level. Baby, she was in summer school with me. The girl can't read. like And fifth grade level. But that's what, that's what the program, because we put them on little programs to how it turns. Uh, but it's like clearly somebody's sitting next to you doing – Giving you the answers. Giving you the answers. So, you know, like, people don't know how to support their kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, my hint to everybody, there's something we call teaching helpful struggle. Mm-hmm. It's important to let your kid fail. Mm. And a lot of people don't, you know, it's just natural. You yeah. you, wanna, you want them beans, to succeed. Gonna, yeah, yeah. You know, it is a thing that you want them to succeed. But a lot of people don't know that the beauty in raising kids is to guide them through their failures. Yeah, and failure is part of life. In every aspect in every of life, aspect. failure is part of it. You know, because before you succeed, you're going to fail first. You know, you're not just immediately going to catch it. You know, try and error. You, like, must fail. Yeah. You really must. You you really, really must fail. You know, it just be a lot. So just to wrap it up, what would you say the future of education is? What do you see it as? And what, so two questions. What do you see the future of education as of right now, with, you know, how things are going, and what would you like the future of education to be? The future of education is very political, which is why I tell y'all every year I'm trying to leave education, Mm -hmm. because um, it's really political in the sense that these kids are used to get funding. You would think that just for the nature of me being a school, 
that there would be an allocated amount of funding that goes to schools every year, like mm. point blank period. But a lot of the time, the um, funding that goes to school is determined off of the test scores that students have, mm. um, which is implicitly biased because, as we know in our communities, it's just so much shit that, that is going to add to the factor of my kids are not going to score the same as this kid that's been going to Sullivan Learning Center since they were five years old. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, it's just different life yeah. factors. It's just very political in that sense. And um, because of that, I do see a lot of education just running like a corporation to mm -hmm. a degree. You know, it's like what curriculum, you know, curriculums and stuff. It just be so much stuff that's like, we just trying to get these to the kids just to alter the reality that we want. Yeah. Um, but what I wish for education is I wish that we call it traditional teaching, but I do miss some of those older practices okay. of just teaching kids what they need to know. Okay. Um, and I think there's just so much pressure on educators to follow guidelines that's been given to us to do this, to do that, that we don't get as much wiggle room as people really believe that we get to teach kids things. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if I didn't go to this African-centered school where we make it part of our mission to find black books and find, you know, things to um, show our students themselves, I would be fired if I went off the curriculum book at another school right like yeah. if they say we reading charlotte's web nigga we reading charlotte's red right. ain't no one not see the spider over okay. here you know right, right, and, right, right. um those are two different levels but anyway mm -hmm. you know it's just i i just wish that we could really cater to what kids really need right. um and really like teach like be there for them and i wish that it was taken as seriously as every other integral career yeah because we are civil servants to a yeah. degree um and the same respect that you would give to your community doctor yeah. to your local policeman to your firefighter to your mailman i just think that as teachers we deserve that same respect people I talk agree. to us like we work for them like yeah. i'm your nanny yeah and i'm like yeah. Bitch, i am not your nanny <laughs> i do not work for you okay um if anything i need you to shit work with me yeah so that's that's it. All right, girl. Thank you so much, Miss Dami or Miss O. What do people call you? Well, at my Ms. new H. school, they call me Mama Hyra. Oh, all right, Miss Mama Hyra. Thank you. This was really informative, educational. <laughs> it's good for us, and especially me at being a new parent too. Things to keep in mind and to know. But y'all, that that definitely wraps up our episode of the week. And I'm just I have two quotes that I like to share. Mm -hmm. The first one says, "Technology is just a tool." In terms of getting getting the kids to work together and motivating them and getting them to really learn the teacher is the most important. The last one says teachers affect eternity. No one can tell where their influence stops. You know, you hear people always, you know, you hear, you see people always thank their teacher from second grade, mm -hmm. third grade. And you're like, you're 30 something. You still think about your teacher and you know, teachers, they I'm have teacher. so much of an impact <laughs> on, you know, on all of us, you know, cause yeah. without a teacher, where would we be? Yeah. So thank you, girl. Thank you for your service. You All right. <laughs> nah. <laughs> thank nah, you for your everybody, service. This year with National Teachers Week come around. Nah. <laughs> you want to give? Nah, I want, I want a card. I want a shout out. I want, I want a little something, something. <laughs> What's, when is National Teachers? I don't know. They be changing up every year. I just be hearing about it. They just start giving us shit. But yeah, thank you for your service, Dami. And thank you all for listening. This is Cross Cultured. Show you what it's gonna be